0: Hello and welcome to another episode of uh, the Voices for Scotland podcast. Um, Obviously, we're here every week uh, speaking um, about things. that's going on in the political world of Scotland and um, it's been a bit quiet at the moment. (laughs) I'm being a bit funny there when when I say that. Um, You can um, follow us on Twitter as well. At Voices for Scotland and uh, visit the website as well, um, Voices for Scotland Scott as well. So I'm joined by Alan from Voices. Hi, Alan.
1: Hi, Michael. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. It's a bit cold and wet. Um,
1: yeah, I feel, really feel like winter has arrived, hasn't it? Like yeah. it was. I was up early this morning and it was quite frosty outside. So yeah, I think we're we're definitely moving into winter. That's for sure. I can feel it. I've even yeah. put the heating on, which is a rare thing as well. Yeah, so I know
0: because I was uh, I was watching some football last night as well. We're yeah. going to talk about it in a wee bit, and, uh, I was sitting in the main the living room of the house and it was freezing, so we had to turn on the heating. So anyway, that's enough about the weather. <laughs> we'll probably come back and say it's sunny and twenty-five degrees in two weeks or something. Yeah. And then i woke up yeah um, so you, you um so we've got a few things to speak about Um. we'll speak about the the big subject at the moment so,
1: yeah i mean i i don't know about anybody else but i was pretty livid when with the with the announcement or not i'm not livid with the announcement li, livid about the, the the timing of it um so the uk government announced um at the very, at the very very last moment that furlough was going to be extended for another month and that that's that's great for a lot of people um who who are really worried about their jobs at the moment but it's also terrible for a lot of people who have already been made redundant who've already lost their jobs because um quite frankly the job support scheme doesn't doesn't support is not obviously not as supportive um, as furlough was, but the biggest thing for me was the the the, the devolved governments across the UK had been asking for this. Um, people in Westminster, M- MPs in Westminster, have been asking for an extension of furlough um, into into wintertime because it's needed to protect jobs. And the answer was always the same: no, can't, furlough can't last forever; it can't keep going on, etc., etc. Um, I, you know, and obviously there is a different um, approach to, to containing coronavirus across the devolved uh, countries as well, um, and which is another reason why we should, we should have had the option to have furlough in different countries. And it was always said no. And then, as soon as it was, the decision was made that England was going into lockdown, suddenly. Further, was it allowed to continue for an extra month? And for me, that just is a, a, a absolutely perfect example of the attitude um, of the Westminster government towards a contemptuous attitude towards the towards Scotland, Northern Ireland, and Wales um, in terms of the needs of, of people in these countries. That they're not willing to give this job saving and, and you know um life saving uh financial package to the countries when they need it but it's different when England is it's just yeah just very, very angry um about that. Um just it's, it's great that it's, it's being extended, but it's the timing of it and the way that it was done is just absolutely shocking. And just it it it, it just for, for me further shows the need for independence. We need to need to be able to control our own money and we can't you know, we we can't keep, we can't rely on Westminster to look after the interests of Scotland. I mean, we haven't been able to for a long time, but this must show so many people that that's the case.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, um, if we got independence yesterday from 2014, I don't think we would be in this kind of mess at the moment um, as well, but you're right in saying that if if people in London need it, well, They'll basically say, "But yeah, okay, let's give Scotland it." But if Scotland was in it alone, I don't think Westminster would say, "Right, okay, we have going to give Scotland it and and all that." You know, so that the whole thing's just a mess. And you know that the attitude towards Scotland sometimes is. Te- I mean, even even when you're watching Westminster and when you're watching Ian Blackford or customers will go any of the other SMPs scanning up the some of them kind of walk out or or speak, you know, and, and you, you can't hear the the MP speaking. So uh, yeah I feel as though that um well I've been seeing this for a while now but I feel as though Scotland's a second class citizen or well sort of second class country um or oh, third class country when it when it comes to this. And you know, when 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 the whole when the whole well I was gonna say mm-hmm. Great But uh, Britain, but there's no Great Britain now. Um when other biggest down on their knees, Westminster doesn't help us, but as soon as London has kinda of like got the begging ball out, oh yeah, okay we'll we'll change the just to just, just to them and um, I don't know about you, but it's not very fair, and and, and all that. You know, and that's another reason why people should have voted for independence uh, back in twenty fourteen. You know, and mm. obviously it's about them. It's a bit late for people to say, "Oh, I should have voted for yes now." And you're well about four years too late. Yeah, you know, you you had your chance. Hopefully, you have your chance. Again, in, in the kind of like future, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's a a couple of the the way that you sort of phrased it there was you know you know begging for the, for the support. I mean, essentially, what's happened is that Scotland um, has had to, to plead to the Westminster to Westminster for the financial support that it needs. Why should a country, why should Scotland have to plead for the support that it needs to pre- to protect the livelihoods of its people? Mm. That's completely wrong. Mm. Scotland should be able to make a, you to make its own decisions. Um, I, I disagree with you as well, though a bit slightly. You know, people that had the chance to vote for independence in two thousand fourteen. Um, it's, 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 it's a different world now. Um, people made their decisions in two thousand fourteen, and do you know what? I'm fine with that. I, they made the decision. They made the the, the the choice that was right for them and their families in two thousand fourteen. We live in a very very different world now um it, it's it, it where I, I think all the all the well the the vast majority of the arguments are from 2014 are almost irrelevant now um things have changed so much that it, it's a it's a different argument and you know that's well, that's why voices for Scotland you know we're not like a we're not like a we don't we're not a yes organization if you like and nothing wrong with, wrong with that but it's just I feel like in some ways that is that is a an argument from um, from 2014. And earlier on, you were talking about, you know, the the better together side, that doesn't, I mean, that doesn't exist. And the indication is, when it comes to campaigning for the next referendum, there isn't going to be a, a yes campaign or an SNP campaign. So it's, um, things have moved on so much. But I think the key, the fundamental point here is that mm-hmm. for, for months now, Scotland, Um, Scotland's MPs and politicians in in, uh, Hollywood have been pleading to Westminster for the support, the financial support they need for its citizens and that is to me fundamentally wrong that a country has to do that. Now add to that as well that on uh, Monday it appeared that Boris Johnson did say that if Scotland has to take additional measures, and has to go into lockdown which is out of step with the rest of the uk that the financial support will be there but then that the, then that was added the confusion i think i can't remember which minister it was um robert Jenrick, maybe i'm not sure anyway david Mundell asked a, a a question in parliament and it was sort of shot down it, it wasn't it was, so there's added confusion to what actually will be the case if scotland does request that financial support um so yeah i, I, I as has been the um the playbook from from Westminster throughout this whole pandemic there is there's there's a lack of clarity there's a lack of information um and um we 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 don't really know what's what's going to come what's going to be available when when needed but i just think it's it's wrong that a country has to plead for the support that it needs
0: yeah it's just Jim. Um... I think like Westman's got us kinda of like making up sometimes as they go you know, and uh, it's not it's not kinda of right and uh, as well and um I, I was good thinking about um and maybe we can touch upon this in um, another couple of podcasts time, but on December it's kinda of like um, human rights day. Um and obviously that's a human right where everybody can be um well as a right to to get funding as a, the the and crisis and as well as, <clears throat> as well as your rights and basic rights as well but we mm. can go on and on we we can actually throw about two podcasts speaking about human rights a bit right down to food banks and school banks as well but um mm. i'll kind of get started that in that and <laughs> maybe that's for the christmas special yeah <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah
0: yeah yeah well there's no pantomime this year and so we could be the pantomime then
1: oh uh, that's a scary thought yeah yeah uh,
0: uh, yeah yeah so yeah i mean i mean it's because i'm out of kind of watching the space but it's a bit annoying sometimes you know Mm,
1: totally totally but and is it good so I don't know what's going on. So, um, it's a. I think that's maybe actually a, a sort of good segue into the next thing we're going to talk about because we we're going to talk about the polls again. And um, and there's a, a poll that came out last week, and I can't. I don't even know where we're at now. If that's the eleventh or twelfth poll in a row, which has put independence ahead, um, which you know is obviously great. But one of the, the the interesting things that came out of this was the the. The studies showed that the rise in support for independence had come from a discontent that people felt towards um, the union and the UK government and, and how things are working. So, I found I thought that that was that was really interesting. Um, and just from a sort of a, a campaigning point of view, I think it's really really important now that. MD who supports independence um, is using the groups that they are members of, using their social media platforms, using every conversation that they have to put forward the positive case for independence and and talk about the opportunities that come with independence because people have moved over to supporting independence because they're, they're not happy with the way things are run. And it's so important now that we, keep those people here, or keep keep those people as supporters for independence by talking about the the positives that come from independence and the opportunity that comes from independence, the ways that we can do things differently, the potential for the independent Scotland that we might have, and those are as individual as independent supporters. So I don't know, that's just that's like the way that I sort of see it from a campaigning point of view.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's always good to see polls as well, you, you know. And, and um, but on top of that, I think we've still got to do a lot more work. Um, and I think I said this to you on on the last podcast or the one before about um, we haven't um, the, the yes movement or whatever you want to call it, they haven't actually stopped working since. Mm. Fourteen, they've been out um, having meetings, kind of thing, kind of, and uh, going to different events uh, like Voices for Scotland and, and whatever kind of and Obviously, um, there would have been a few kind of like events in Scotland this year, but because mm-hmm. of the coronavirus, everything's been put on hold. And as far as I can see, there's no. Um, apart from voices, there haven't been any events over Zoom or uh, you mm. know the like other platforms. So yeah. that, that kind what you would say is the kind of momentum, the kind of movement is still there. That's never went away. I yeah. don't. Will get. I don't think it will go away. But yeah, it's always good to see polls and see. Um, see um, what's going on and the in the kind of background and then when time's right, well hopefully we'll be ready to, you know, step in and you know that um that that'll be it, you know. Well I, I won't be it. That that's quite right flippant for, for me to say it won't be it. But there's still a lot of work involved but at least we will be
1: halfway there, hopefully. Yeah, 100%. I mean, there's there's massive amounts of work to be done um, to, to get us to where we need to be. And, yeah, I mean, the, you're right that the, because of, you know, the restrictions and we've not been able to move around and host events and get people together, that it has sort of, it's really gotten away of what our plans, what Voices for Scotland's plans were for 2020, because we had so many things lined up that we've not been able to do. Um, but at the same time, we've, we've sort of, we've taken the opportunities that have been there because nowadays everybody knows, almost everybody knows how to use Zoom. Everybody's getting more connected digitally. So we're, we are able to host it, have events where we can connect with people all over Scotland. In fact, we've had people from uh, Seattle. We've had people in the middle East joining in our events as well, um, which has been amazing. And so we are able to, to do some of the stuff that we wanted to do, just not everything, but In in terms of a campaign, the the point of the events that we've been having um, is that we're, I guess, trying to inform people about some of the big issues, but also we're getting people together so that they can talk about what's important to them as well. So we're not here to sort of prescribe what the issues are that people should be talking about. We're here to get people together so that we can talk to each other about what's actually important. To all of us collectively and individually, um and it's been nice the fact that we've been able to get people together from you know Glasgow and Orkney who care about fuel poverty, and you know because otherwise they wouldn't have been able to do that. And we can talk about those issues, and it, and it informs other people that are in the group as well. So that that's been really good, and that's um that's certainly given people confidence to talk about things. So that when people do are able to sort of have those more sort of random conversations in the street as we get to the, the campaign. They've got more confidence to, to say things with authority and conviction, um, which will hopefully um, bring more people towards supporting independence. We've also got quite a lot of stuff lined up as well. Um, there's been something that's been in the pipeline for a few weeks, but just a few sort of technical things that are really are getting in the way, um, which will hopefully be another sort of campaign tool. And we've got some something pretty big coming up and um, hopefully have that launch at the start of the new year as well. I can't really say too much about it just now because um, it's something that nobody's ever done before. Um, but I just, we're in the process of developing it all and I don't want anybody to nick our idea, so <laughs> so we'll keep going right. yeah. but that uh, But yeah, I think just, you know, back to the point, it's it's really important that we're all, you know, putting forward the positive case for that and sharing our ideas and that's certainly what our campaign's all about. So, so watch this space for what's for what's coming up.
0: There we go, watch this space and exclusive. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, an exclusive, but it's not really that's it? a teaser, it's just a wee teaser, yeah, yeah. Um, so before we go on to speak about um, something we haven't spoke about before in the podcast, football, um, let's speak about voices for Scotland. Got well, obviously, you're not going to tell us what's going to happen in the new year, but what's going to happen in the next few weeks? Have you got any events planned? Oh, uh, we
1: do, we do. Uh, oh, man, we've got we've got some great stuff coming up and again i'm not going to tell you about it wow, <laughs> because oh, we're, going to, we're going to announce uh our, our winter program um hopefully in friday if i've just got a few things a few uh what is it t's to cross and dots to i I's to dot or whatever is, whatever the saying is anyway got a few tiny things i'm hopefully going to wrap up today um and then we'll hopefully make an announcement either friday or monday but we've got some okay. I'm very, very excited about what we've got in the pipeline. It's going to be massive. So yes, watch it. I, I, I wish I could tell you. I really wish, but I, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna keep the powder dry, and uh, you, we'll, we'll announce it either later this week um, or, or on Monday. Um, but yeah, some very exciting stuff coming up before the end of the new year. Yeah, yeah, big, big stuff. So yeah.
0: also watch the space, so we might be going into Panama. That's what you're saying, Alan. You?
1: Well. I can't. I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs>
0: oh, I can deny it. Like, All right, okay?
1: Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Um. Okay. So, so you're not going to give anything away, with oh. with <laughs> swiftly on yes. um, to speak about something we I haven't spoke about uh, b- before. But obviously, it's a big subject. Uh, um. Uh, next week, or. Yeah, week, next week. Next I'm yeah. not sure what day it's next week. I think
1: it's. I think it's. It's the 12th. It's Thursday, 12th.
0: Okay. Um, and it's involving football. Um, Scotland is in Serbia for the European Championships now. It's Euro 2021. Is that right?
1: Euro 2020, but it's going to happen in 2021.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um.
0: So uh, ever since a year behind. About like that, and picks uh,
1: yeah. So yeah, what, what do you make of the Scotland team? Well, I just thought it'd be. I mean, this is this is a um, whether you're interested in football or not, this is a massive thing because mm. uh, Scotland haven't qualified for a major tournament since 1998, which I um, I'm old enough to remember. I was a young kid, and I think we got off school early to go and watch the game. I can because it was the opening day of the World Cup, Scotland v Brazil, which yeah. was. and I had no idea back then that that would be the last time that I saw Scotland at a major tournament but we're we're 90 minutes away Mm -hmm. if there's no time from having a place at Euro 2020 and it's incredibly exciting I think I mean pretty much the whole country will be hopefully watching this game and and getting behind behind the country um, for this Um, squad was announced yesterday Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, and and by the way sorry I should just clarify it's that. Nineteen ninety eight was the last time this, the the men's Scotland team were at a yeah. championship. Uh, obviously the women's team were at the World Cup. Was that two years ago now? Um, and that was oh, that was heartbreaking as well. Yeah. Uh, I thought we were good. I thought we were going to qualify from the group and then uh, I did. There was I think it was, it was a game against Japan, was it? And there there was some really dodgy refereeing. Yeah, that. really dodgy refereeing. But anyway. Um, well, that you know that was then. So they, this will be the, the hopefully the first time since ninety eight that the Scotland men's team. But yeah, squad was announced. Good squad. Um, Steve Clark's system seems to seems to be working. Um, he got a, a bit of criticism for that, but you know over the course of the last few games, we've seen how that works and how effective that is. Um, what I think will be interesting is to see if. Um, Scott McTominay Scott McTominy still plays at the, at the back now that um now that the, we've got um Scott McKenna and uh Kieran Tierney are back in the squad as well um um and we've also got Liam Palmer and Liam Cooper in there as well as as well as Andy Constantine who obviously came in for his debut at 33 so um yeah it should be it should be a really interesting game and I get you know with Slovakia uh, sorry Serbia are, 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 a, are a very good team um, so it's going to be a very very tough game, and uh, I don't know what are your thoughts.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, um, yeah, I was at school that day when when they played Brazil. I think it one each. I think I think we were one one one. No. No, one two one. Two one. Yeah, um, yeah, we we get beat two one, but I think we were winning at one point uh, on on the game. I think John. John Collins scored a penalty or something. John, but, John
1: Collins equalised,
0: I think it was. Yeah. Um, team. But um But, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I don't know about you, but the last uh, few Scotland games has been very exciting to watch. But over the years, as a Scotland fan, it's been very frustrating to watch the team playing, playing football. And... Um, where they, they play well for about 10, 15 minutes or half of the game, and then get getting beat. But hey, here we're we the youth We we are from Scotland. Most of the teams do that in Scotland generally. Um, mm. but yeah, I'm I'm quite liking the Clark now. Um, he's got a good team and a good assembled team as well. Uh, the Andy Robertson, the European Cup winner. Um, we you know turning uh, back. Um, Stuart Armstrong. I'm not sure if the Armstrong's in the squad. I think yes, he is. Yes. After the coronavirus, and uh, obviously we we've got the Griffiths back in the team as well. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: uh, as well. So I'm looking forward to. The only downside, of it is it's a bit disappointing how the Tatan and Me aren't allowed in to the games because that would that would have been perfect uh, a perfect yeah. game to go to. Even better if it was at Hampden, but never. But the thing I'm worried about is when the the players go away, will any of them catch the coronavirus? See, that's the chance. And Scotland's got another two games after this as well. And um, they're all away from home as well. So fingers crossed they they all come back with, uh, with, with no... But no cases and stuff
1: like that, you know? Yeah, I mean that's a real worry. Um obviously that it happened it was a pretty bad situation last time with uh, three players having to drop out because of coronavirus. And then obviously it had an impact upon the club teams as well, particularly at Celtic, who lost a couple, a couple of the Israeli players. So Beaton and El uh, both came down with coronavirus. Um Obviously, um, Ryan Christie had to drop out as well, and uh, Odson Edwards as well. So, um, yeah, that is it's a real, it's a real, um, a real worry, and, and just hope I mean, you just have to hope that the the, the 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 individual players as they travel to meet up with the the uh, national squad um, are able to. Take is is all the precautions that they need to to stop themselves from from getting infected, and then when they're as a unit, I think they'll, they'll have a lot of protocols in place to make sure that that it's um, they're COVID safe and taking all the all the precautions that they need to. But I think you know that aside, it's a next Thursday is going to be a big night for Scotland. It's going to be the whole nation can get behind the team. Um, we'll keep our fingers and our toes crossed, uh, and we'll hopefully all get to. To sit down and watch this game in in our houses because we we can't go to the pubs yeah. and we you know yeah. congregate, um, so I just yeah hope hope the whole country gets behind the team and um, and yeah and we can we can do the business on the park so yeah good luck to the team and I hope it goes well.
0: Yeah yeah I'm I'm looking forward to it as as I say it's good to, it's good to play that it's a big game and there's no any fans there you know mm-hmm. but it's like watching it in there. At the moment it's. Like, it's hard to watch because you need the fans there to mm. to get the atmosphere going. I mean, I've been watching a lot of football this weekend and this week because it's uh you know, Champions League week as well. And um, you know, and, and you're thinking, well, there's no fans allowed in uh, to some of the stadiums. Some of them's got them back, right enough, but not all for the 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 gig, you know. But hopefully, but the main the main thing is. Hopefully we'll be back in two weeks. Speaking about Scotland going to our championship, uh, yeah, that, that would be brilliant. Yeah, that'd be great.
1: That'd be great.
0: Yeah, yeah. and that'll be the first time I've got to say that. Big um, since well, I'm thirty, thirty-seven now. Only a boy, I think you know. But when I was, uh, you know, all these kind of years ago, you know, and you you might be the same as well when you were at school as, as well. But here's hoping. So um Alan's not gonna give anything away about events so <laughs> um, uh, All
1: goes, will be will revealed will in due course. course.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, we are a big full stop <laughs> yeah. So uh, again if you want to uh, tweet us, you can do that uh, at voices for Scotland or voices scot as a website and um, if you want to take part in the podcast or have any ideas what we could speak about you can just email us and and let us know so we'll stick in a few weeks and uh, good luck to scotland and uh, see you soon
1: yeah cheers bye